You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. This episode of the Sportsman's Nation is brought to you by Outdoor Edge and their complete lineup of replaceable blade knives, fixed blade knives, and game processing kits. Now we've all been there before trying to field dress your wild game with a dull knife. This is where Outdoor Edge really steps in. With the razor safe system, you can have a brand new razor sharp blade with just the push of a button. No more dull blades and no more problems processing your wild game. To check out all of the products from Outdoor Edge, visit OutdoorEdge.com. And at checkout, enter the discount code NATION30. That's N-A-T-I-O-N-3-0 for 30% off of your purchase. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Hey guys and gals, welcome to the Oklahoma Outdoor Podcast, where you will be educated, entertained, and equipped to get more out of your outdoor experience. So hold on tight, because here we go. Welcome to Podcast Land, guys and gals. I am your host, John Hutspeth, and once again, this is the Oklahoma Outdoors Podcast. Hope you guys are doing great. I hope you guys are staying warm. I'm recording this right in the middle of our nice little Arctic wind uh, ice storm, and uh, yeah, we're staying warm, but just barely. It is freezing cold outside. Um, we had a nice layer of ice, a couple, I don't know, about a couple inches of snow. We had some snow, uh, enough to get out there and kind of play in, but I did zero playing in the snow. I don't, yesterday, I think I stepped out onto the porch for just a minute to watch our dog run around the snow, and that was about it. Pretty much stayed inside all day. Um, today I've gotten out a little bit more, but, but for the most part, I'm kind of over the snow, so staying inside, and uh, now I'm going to hang out with you guys for a little while, so looking forward to that. Uh, We got a pretty packed show today. got a lot of stuff I want to cover. I've been looking forward to doing this one for quite a while. Um, The main meat and taters of the show today is going to be comparing a bunch of the top-end deer blinds, so I've been looking and researching these blinds for years at this point. Um, Every blind I am going to mention on this list, I have been inside. Um, I've, you know, seen them either at a show on somebody else's property, my own property. Um, So again, I've I've experienced every single one of these blinds I'm going to talk about today. Uh, And I'm going to talk about which ones that I personally have ordered for my own property and why I chose that one. So we're going to get into all that here in a little while. But before we jump in, I do have some nice little updates, some storytelling to do. Uh, so this last weekend was the last weekend of waterfowl season and uh, tried to go out with a bang. I hunted with my boss and his son Friday morning and then I hunted with a good buddy of mine Saturday morning. Uh, Friday morning the hunt 
didn't go as well as it could have. Um, man, in the location where we were hunting, there was just nothing flying. Uh, we were able to shoot one duck, which was awesome. Again, my boss's son was with us. He is seven, I believe. Um, so it's good that we didn't get completely shut out, you know, on his first time. Uh, he loved it. He had a blast. It was fun kind of watching him fidget around and get all excited, you know, when the duck was coming in. So that was fun. And then uh, Saturday morning, I uh, went with one of my good buddies. I had much higher hopes for this hunt because I went out on Friday and did a little scouting. And there was probably at least 30 mallards on my little duck hole there. So I was I thought we were just going to have a slaying on Saturday morning. Uh, but man, things shut down there too. Uh, we ended up only killing two. We had a few more shots at some other ones, not great shots, um, but it was a really fun hunt. We got to work a couple birds. Um, it was probably the first hunt I really like felt like I was actually calling birds in, um, so that was fun. We did not shoot very well, um, but it was a lot of fun, and so that ended my 2021-2 duck season, and then uh, one thing I'd really been looking forward to that I did over the weekend was I finally got some trot lines out to try to set some catfish. And I've mentioned in the past, like, I, I'm not the best fisherman, uh, but I feel like if I had to pick one species that I can catch, it's catfish. And so I was excited. I, I hadn't fished uh, in this river since we bought this property. Uh, I'm not going to name the river, but it was one that I had never fished before. And uh, I keep calling them trot lines. I think technically these would be considered throw lines. I anchored them on the shore, stretched them out, and throwed them. And so threw them out. I just throwed them. Uh, threw them out. So basically the process for that, you tie it off. Um, I just found some tree limbs that were close to the bank. Uh, I've used T-post in the past, driven a T-post in, hung it off that. I try not to do that just because you never know when that water's going to go up. and I don't want to put a T-post through the bottom of somebody's boat. Uh, so I usually try to use natural vegetation that I find. So tie it off on one end, run the line down the bank, and then every, I usually do about every 24 inches, I'll put a hook. Um, on these, I had swivels for six, but I actually only put only put four hooks on each one uh, because where I was fishing, the bank was incredibly steep. And then also, I actually made these lines during the ice storm last year, and I made them inside my house, and I just didn't make them as long as I thought I did. Uh, just harder to judge distance when you're in the house. Um, so they weren't as long as I wanted them to be. Um, but again, so every uh, about 24 inches or so, I'll put a, hit, a hook um, what I normally do is basically pinch the line and do a big loop in it to make a leader. And I'll make that leader usually about 10 inches long or so. These lines, again, I had made them in the house when I was really bored. Tried to make them super fancy. And uh, instead of making that big loop, I just tied the swivel there. And then I actually made leaders to clip on them. Unfortunately, I forgot those leaders. And so I was just putting the hooks straight onto those swivels. And so I basically had no leader whatsoever. Um, so I baited four hooks, uh, threw out two lines. I had an assortment of bait uh, that I just kind of picked up through, you know, other times I was planning to set them. So I had uh, some stink bait. I had chicken gizzards. I had shrimp. And then I bought some frozen shad from a tackle shop. And so those were the four things I was going to try. Uh, the, uh, the chicken gizzards I had had in the deep freezer for quite a while and they basically never unfroze for me to actually use them. So I never tried the chicken gizzards, um, for my first throw, I, I basically kept track on my phone and on the same line, I put, uh, stink bait, shad and shrimp and, uh, threw that one out. And then on the next line, uh, I think I did the same three. 
Um, so threw two lines out, checked them that night. I caught a smaller blue cat, or I'm sorry, channel cat on the shrimp. And so rebaited them all the same way, uh, threw them back out. The next morning, uh, my dad and I went out and I caught a really nice, probably like eight pound blue cat um, on the shrimp again. And so after that point, I basically took everything else off and only used shrimp from that point on. I just felt like that's what they were choosing out of everything. Um, ended up catching, I think, four or five on the trot lines. Um, one of them, one nice one got off. The only one I caught on my second line, it was a pretty nice fish, um, but there was a, I, I couldn't see it at the time when I threw the line out, but there was a, a down tree limb right below the surface uh, where I was throwing the line out, and every time I pulled it in, one of the hooks or the weight or something would catch on one of those tree limbs. Well, I was pulling it in, had a pretty nice looking fish. It got caught when I was trying to get it untangled. The fish came off, and so I lost that one. Um, ended up keeping um, two uh, fairly good sized channel cats, you know, probably like pounders, two pounds maybe, um, and then the one nice blue. Uh, Saturday night, I also went down. Uh, I was planning to, to predator hunt. But just after waking up early to uh, two mornings in a row to duck hunt and stuff, I was pretty just worn out and didn't feel like going predator hunting. And so I took a rod and reel, went down there, and made me a nice little fire on the riverbank. And man, I can't tell you guys the last time I made a fire. Like, you know, not in a fire pit or anything, but kind of more of a camping type thing. It had been a long time. It felt so good to make fire. I don't know why. I don't know if that's like a a guy thing or a human thing or what, but it just felt good to make a fire out of, you know, just the stuff I found around me. Uh, I did use a lighter, you know, I wasn't like banging sticks together or anything, but all the stuff I used to actually, you know, fuel the fire, I just, you know, grabbed from around there. So, so yeah, built a nice fire, roasted some hot dogs, uh, caught one on the rod and reel. So that was pretty cool. Um, it was a little guy. I threw it back, but anyway, it was just fun to kind of sit out there on the riverbank relax um it was kind of a nice like end of hunting season little deal it's like all right all the all the pressure i put on myself all the long hours all the sitting there all the prep work and stuff that i'd put in it was just kind of a nice little bow on the season just to sit there relax do a little fishing so i plan to do a whole lot more of it especially you know since i had a little success that kind of fueled me uh you know i I found one hole obviously that was a producer i I think uh i think i caught three fish out of four checks on that line um so feeling pretty good about that I, i have more lines i just didn't feel like setting them all um but you know one weekend i need to go up there and really concentrate and you know get my brother's kids out there and stuff and let them pull some fish in so so yeah felt good Uh, i'm actually gonna fry those up tomorrow with my wife and my in-laws and eat them so really looking forward to that uh probably post some stuff on instagram that y'all will see most likely before this episode even airs so so yeah uh that was all that stuff um i've been shooting my trad bow a ton i am absolutely loving the trad bow definitely going to try to to shoot some stuff with that this year um, i'm going to kind of use the blinds and the trad bow together i'll talk about that more at another time but i got a plan there um been trying to go to the gym more i got a gym membership uh because i, th- I think i've mentioned it a few times uh i am headed to colorado this november for an elk hunt and so i've been jumping on the stair climber trying to get in shape because i am very very out of shape um, but yeah, so my Colorado elk hunt, I'm going fourth season rifle, which is the week of Thanksgiving. Actually, I'm actually going to miss Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm actually going to miss my child's first Thanksgiving. Uh, my wife is awesome and I love her so much. I booked this trip before we were pregnant. 
um, but she's still going to let me go, so I, I love her for that. Um, but anyway, so this elk trip, it's uh, it's semi-guided, and so we are basically kind of paying like a trespasser fee type thing, so it'll be on private land. Um, we'll have a, a little lodge or cabin to stay at at night, um, but we don't actually have a guide that goes out with us, and so I'm meeting up with my buddy Jasper, who's been on the podcast, um, and yeah, we're going to go try to kill some elk. I've been elk hunting, gosh, I think this will be my eighth or ninth trip. I am still elkless. I just... For some reason, I cannot get it done. I've had so many close encounters over the years with my bow. I've had close encounters with my rifle way back when I first started. Um, and so that's kind of the point of this trip. The point of this trip is basically like, get me an elk. And so I'm switching back to the rifle from the bow. Um, we're going to be on private land. Uh, we're just stacking as many odds in my favor as possible because apparently that's what it takes for me to get an elk. But I'm very excited for that trip. But man, I I definitely have to get in shape for it. Luckily, I pretty much have all the gear I need. Um, I'm probably gonna buy some new boots. Some uh, I I still have the boots that I wore up in Idaho, um, but I've, I've been wearing them ever since, and they are completely worn out. So probably gonna get some new boots. But other than that, I have just about everything I need. So so yeah, really looking forward to that. I feel like I've mentioned it maybe a few times, but I haven't really gone into the details. And so uh, this whole off season, if you want to call that, um, that is kind of the trip that I have in the back of my mind. That's what I'm getting ready for. And that's why I'm going to the gym, trying to be better about it, trying to eat healthier. (coughs) Uh, excuse me. January just ended. Uh, I cut my Dr. Pepper intake by about 75%. I cut my Red Bull intake by about 80%. Uh, just trying to be healthier. Like I said, made it to the gym quite a few times, not near enough, but, uh, yeah, I have a lot of getting in shape to do. So anyway, very excited about that. Thank you guys for listening to my rambling. Uh, I'm going to get on with the main part of the podcast, which is hopefully what y'all are here to, to listen to. Uh, I'm very excited to talk about this. Like I mentioned before, I've done so much research and I'm excited to share it with you guys and maybe help you guys make some decisions on uh, if you're looking for some blinds. Part of the reason I'm doing this this time of year, early in the year, is because if you are going to you know, buy some of these blinds and get them out there and stuff, you need to be doing that stuff soon. Um, you know, you don't want to wait till September or October to go out there and put your blinds out. You want to put them out there now. You want to get them brushed in and everything. Let the, the critters get used to them. Let them sit there and, and just have them ready to go when the time comes. So that's why I'm putting that out there right now. I'm going to shut up now. Well, actually, I'm going to keep talking because it's me that you know does this. But anyway, y'all get my point. I'll let you go. We're going to jump into deer blinds, and here we go. All right, guys. The first thing you need to think about when you go to buy a deer blind is what are you going to be using it for? So I am primarily a bow hunter, although I ended up doing a lot of gun hunting this year, but uh, primarily a bow hunter, um, but I also do gun hunt sometimes. You know, I'm not bow only. And, uh, but more importantly than that, you know, I have my first child coming this summer. Uh, my brother's oldest is turning eight this year. So, you know, he's going to start hunting real soon. And so I needed a deer blind that could basically do a little bit of everything. You know, I want to be able to bow hunt it out if I want to, but I also want to, you know, sit in it on top of a hill and be able to see a long way and rifle hunt out of it. Uh, you know, muzzleloader hunt, whatever, you know, bring kids along to watch. Um, you know, I think that's a big thing now. Um, for me, at least, you know, like I'm saying, I got my own coming soon. 
My brother's kids are getting older and getting interested in it and everything. So I just needed a good all-around blind. And so that's what I was looking for. Um, you know, if you are a bow hunter only, I got an option for you. If you are a rifle hunter only, I got an option for you. Um, so we're going to kind of cover everything. I'm going to go through basically all the major brands that I could think of. Every blind I'm about to talk about. I have seen it in person. I've been inside of it. Um, I've hunted out of a few of them. Uh, I've been at this for basically two years. I've been shopping. I mean, I've been dreaming of having them for, you know, longer than that. Um, but when we put that other property that we just sold up for sale and I knew we were going to be buying some more blinds, I really started looking. Um, and I'm about to basically just unload what I found with each one of these blinds, basically, uh, excuse me, all these big manufacturers. And so I basically have them listed out here one by one. And I'm just going to go down the list one at a time and tell you what I like or don't like about each one of them. And then at the very end, I'm going to tell you which one I chose and why I chose it. So so to dive in, I picked what I think is probably maybe the more popular one, uh, one that most people are probably familiar with. That way we can kind of judge off of it and use it kind of as an example. Um, and that is the Muddy Bull Blind. And so for those of you who aren't familiar, it's a six by six blind, um, you know, square with kind of the rounded off corners, um, horizontal windows in the front and sides, vertical windows in those corners. And it's kind of, I mean, most of the big uh, blinds are kind of shaped like this now. Um, nothing wrong with it. Uh, the Muddy's a good size. Um, it's roomy. One thing I didn't like about the Muddy Blind, though, is the windows are fairly small. Um, the, the windows on the front and sides, they're not very tall. I mean, they're nice and wide, but not very tall. And then the windows in the corners are pretty narrow. And so, again, I'm just thinking of it kind of from a bow hunting situation. You know, if I was trying to shoot out of one of those corner windows and the deer walked out a little bit, it'd be really hard to kind of maneuver and get the right angle. If the deer walked into the front, um, again, that window I said is not very tall. So if I'm trying to shoot a compound bow out of it, um, you know, trying to look through my sights, but that arrow sitting below the sights, I just, I didn't feel like there was enough room there to get a good shot with a compound bow. And so that's kind of what ruled it out to me. Um, Muddy does have a bigger option now. It's called the Penthouse. Um, and basically they just made it, made all those windows bigger. I think they were trying to uh, kind of go for the crossbow crowd. Um, and so the penthouse is a better option, but it adds about a thousand bucks to the blind. Um, and so muddy, good blind, um, but not the one I wanted. Uh, the next one, the redneck buck palace. Um, man, if you would ask me five years ago, what blind I was going to uh, buy, this absolutely would have been the one, um, one of my favorites, very well built. Um, if I was a rifle hunter only, this blind would probably win. Um, I like the room. I like the window layout, you know, kind of the same light layout as the muddy. Um, the corner windows are a little wider, so that's good. Um, but I don't know. I just, the, the option I ended up finding later, I liked better. And, uh, and the rednecks are, they're starting to get a little pricey. You know, I think they're kind of the front runner or they were the front runner runner for a long time. They got the brand name behind them. Um, but I feel like for the price you can get a better blind. And so that's why I didn't go with the redneck again, great blinds. Um, they're, they're smaller, like rifle only blinds are really good. Um, like I said, if you're a rifle hunter only probably look into the redneck. Um, but for me, wasn't the one I went with. Uh, next one on the list is the Hawk office. <laughs> and 
I will say right off the bat, like if money is no issue, this might be the blind for you. These things are huge. Um, I, uh, they had them at uh, the local um, Atwoods, and they had them next to the Muddy uh, Bull blinds. And looking at it, at first it doesn't look that much bigger. You can tell it's a little taller. Um, but when you get inside, man, they have tons of room. Uh, the windows are huge. They basically like took all the things that were wrong with the Muddy um, and kind of blew it up. But uh, the bad part is they are really expensive. Um, I think the base model, like just for the blind, no tower or anything, I think they start over $4,000. So like I said, very, very nice blind, great blind, but very, very pricey. And so that kind of knocked it out of there for me. Um, Again, love the blind, but just flat out can't afford them. So Hawk is a great option if you got the money to spend on it. But again, not for me. Uh, next one on the list, I fell in love with this blind when they introduced it, I want to say like two years ago. It's the Grizzly Box Blind. Um, man, I love it. I Again, if you would ask me two years ago which blind I was going to buy, it probably would have been this one. Um, super rugged. They basically mold these blinds the same way they mold their coolers. And this is Grizzly Coolers that's making this blind. Um, big, one-piece one piece plastic Um Big windows. I love the windows. Um, they have the option to set it up on four by fours instead of you know having to buy a metal uh, tower and everything. Um, pretty dadgum good price point for what they are. I mean, they're definitely out there to compete with you know Muddy and Redneck and all these other blinds. Um, so pretty good price point. And then I believe I, I mean I may be wrong, but this is the first blind I ever saw that has an option to get ports in the sides and front and back of the blind to put an Ozonics in. And so, like I said, they have like little trap doors up on the top below the ceiling. And uh, basically just whichever way the wind is blowing, you can open that one and put your Ozonics up there in that slot and run it so that your Ozonics is blowing out of the blind to your downwind side. I think that is a genius, uh, genius thing. I don't know how other companies didn't think of it before. Like I said, maybe somebody did. Um, but this was the first blind I ever saw that had that. Um, again, incredibly rugged. Um, I love the 4 by 4 thing. Great price point. Uh, really, really good blind. Again, um, this is definitely one of my favorites. Um, uh, but I ended up going with a different one. So I didn't pick the Grizzly, but absolutely nothing wrong with it. I highly suggest the Grizzly if you're out there listening. Um, next on my list is the Millennium. And uh, these are actually soft-sided blinds. So they're tower blinds that, um, you know, it's essentially like a really nice, uh, like, fold-up or pop-up ground blind on the top. Uh, except for it has a metal frame, you know, it doesn't have, like, you know, the pop-up deals where the wind can blow it shut or whatever. So metal frame that basically like a tarp-like cover goes over. Um, if you're on a budget, this is probably the blind for you. Um, I think you can get the blind and a tower for, like, 800 bucks. Um, really, really good price point for this blind. Uh, but obviously, you know, it's not going to be quite as durable. Um, you know, you're probably going to have to replace that cover every few years um, or take it on and off, you know, when the season ends, store it somewhere else. Um, and again, like, you know, it, it's going to protect you from the weather pretty good. Obviously, not as good as like a hard sided blind. Um, it's going to help with your scent. Um, but obviously, once again, probably not as good as a hard sided blind. And so again, if if you're if you're looking for a budget blind, I would definitely definitely suggest the Millennium. Um, but again, not really what I'm looking for. I was looking for something a little sturdier, something that's going to last you know a lifetime. 
Um, but again, a great option for those of you who are on a budget. Uh, the next blind on the list is the 360 blinds. Uh, I'm a big fan of Don Higgins, um, and this is the blind that he uses uh, and promotes. Um, I really, I wanted to like this blind more than I do. Um, it's a great design. Uh, they look good. It's kind of more of a circle type blind instead of the square. It has, you know, a window in each section. Um, I really like the windows. They, they even above the main shooting windows have little small windows along the top. And those are designed so if you're, you know, if you've been sitting for a long time, or you're doing an all-day sit or whatever, and your back's hurting and you need to stand up, you can stand up and look through those little small windows on the top so you don't have to, like, crouch down every once in a while or, you know, take the chance of something walking by while you're taking your break. Um, so I thought that was a really good feature. Again, I like the size of the windows and everything. The only thing that killed the 360 blind for me is I just wasn't sure about the durability. Um, so they... It is a panel blind, so it comes in flat panels that you hook together, you know, in a series, and then you set it on top of a floor and put a roof on top of that. Um, and so that's really the only killer I had for it is I just wasn't sure about the dependability. You know, we got the Oklahoma winds here; it could be blowing, you know, seven degrees at any given time. Uh, and yes, you know, you could stake it down and stuff, and maybe if you stake it good, you won't have to worry about it. But in my mind. I just kept kept picturing this thing blowing over and those panels coming apart, and then you're left with a mess. And so, I, again, I think it's a great design. Um, you know, maybe if you're not going to be setting them up high, you know, maybe if you're just going to have them on like a five foot tower or even sitting on the ground, um, I think it is a an awesome design. I just wasn't quite sure about the durability, and they were also a little pricey, um, not outrageous, but pretty high. Um, also a little hard to get down here. Most of the distributors and everything were, were further north because that's where they're out of. Um, and so again, good blind, but just not the blind for me. Um, what else we got here? Lazy Man Stands. This one wins the award for Best Bang for Your Buck. Uh, the first time I saw these, I think it was actually at the Backwoods show about three years ago. And uh, man, I came real close to loading one up in the back of my pickup that day. Uh, these, this is a fiberglass stand and they basically make, uh, make them in a form and then bolt the two halves together. They come in a variety of sizes and shapes and everything. They have one that's about the size of a porta potty, you know, like a single man stand. Um, they have some, you know, really big ones that you could hunt easily three or four people out of. Very affordable. Um, that big one I was just talking about, I think it's like under $1,500 for that big blind. Um, the kind of setback for me is I don't, I'm not a big fan of the fiberglass. Um, we've had some in the past and, uh, again, I'm always thinking about them blowing over or moving them. Uh, I was moving one with the forks on the tractor and hit a limb and it, it cracked the fiberglass, um, which obviously you, you know, you driving around and hit anything with a limb, it's going to do some damage. But, uh, um, again, really good blind, um, but you know, not insulated, a um, little hard to put on a tower. Um, they don't come with stands. You know, if you're going to raise it up, you have to make your own. Um, they, I don't believe they have floors in them. I think they're just shells, basically. Uh, so, again, you know, if you're going to raise it up, you have to build, you know, a platform and everything. So, they're a little hard to elevate. Um, but, uh, man, for bang for your buck, this is a absolutely great option. You know, if you're good with your hands and stuff, like I have two blinds right now that I built platforms for, not that big of a deal. 
Um, just not really what I was looking for for, again, all the things I talked about that I want these blinds for. Um, but, you know, if you have a smaller place or, again, you know, you're really, you know, pinching pennies, um, this is a really, really good option for you to get a, you know, hard-sided, out-of-the-weather, control-your-scent blind Really, you know, take a look at Lazy Man Stands. Again, they have a huge variety of options, all kinds of shapes and sizes. Um, you can get them with rifle windows, bow windows, whatever you want. Um, very customizable. That's another good thing about these blinds. So I, I don't want to knock them too hard because I really like them. Um, again, just not quite what I was looking for. So uh, next one on the list I put in here. This one, this one probably is not near as popular as these others I've been talking about. But I have two of them, and I love them, so I want to talk about, I never know how to pronounce it, uh, Crivoman or Crivoman. I think it's Crivoman. Um, the, these are like the round poly blinds. Um, a lot of them kind of look like a water tank type thing. Uh, again, I have two of them. Absolutely love them. Um, they're great for bow hunting. Lots of room. They're, again, they're, they're completely round, so there's no corners or anything like that. I believe they come stock with three windows. Uh, I added a fourth, and you can add as many as you want to. I think some of them even come with six. Um, they have a real door. Um, the door latch is pretty good. Um, yeah, really nice blinds. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I shot one of my bucks out of, I uh, shot my Oklahoma rifle buck out of one this year. Um, so, you know, they're decent for rifle hunting. One, I guess, I wouldn't say bad side, but just one thing you have to think about. Um, not the best rifle blinds, in my opinion. So because they're round, uh, you know, it, it does a vertical window pretty good. But if you try to put a horizontal window in there, it just doesn't work that well. It takes up a lot of room. It just doesn't really work with the round shape of the blind. And so I highly recommend these to bow hunters. In fact, I think they're one of my favorites if you're a bow hunter only. Um, they work extremely well off the ground, um, but once again, like I mentioned earlier, they don't have a floor. They're just a round poly blind, no floor. Um, but my buddy Randy that I hunt with out in West Texas, after he saw mine, he really liked them, and so he bought two for out there, and he bought the stand option for his. I didn't buy that for mine. Um, and they come with a nice stand, um, but again, it's just a plywood bottom, and so you, you know, you'd need to add a, a floor mat or carpet or something like that. Um, because like, like his on the stand, again, it's just plywood and then you have the, the plastic. They're really loud, um, with that type of deal. And, you know, that's basically what I have my, I built a, a five foot platform, you know, put some like half inch plywood on top and, uh, I, I put some, you know, carpet in the bottom. Actually, I just bought a, an, an, like an outdoor rug and put in the bottom of mine. And that helps a lot, but you have to really watch yourself. Cause again, especially with a wood floor, they can be pretty loud and once again, they're just, they're kind of hard to elevate. You know, like I said before, they work great as a ground blind. Fantastic. I mean, that's really what they're designed for. Um, but you know, if you have like feeder pins around your feeders, you know, a hog problem, uh, it's, it's hard to get them up off the ground to shoot over that pin. But again, like I have two of them, I'm not getting rid of them. I absolutely love them. Like I said, if you're a bow hunter only, uh, absolutely great option, especially if you hunt off the ground, you know, you could stick one of those out in a wheat field or something like that on the edge of the timber, whatever. Uh, really, really good blinds. That's again, that's the Crivo Man or Crivo Man, however you want to say it. Um, so yeah, absolutely love those. And they're very affordable. I forgot to throw that out there. I think I paid with the extra window in mind. I think I paid $1,100, which obviously is not chunk change, but for these blinds, we're talking about that, uh, you know, these hard sided blinds. 
that's definitely on the cheaper side. So definitely recommend those. Um, before I jump into the one that I picked, uh, I kind of want to address, like, I mean, if you Google hunting blinds or whatever, you're going to pop, there's like hundreds of brands down in Texas that are going to pop up. Uh, most of them are going to be fiberglass blinds. Um, I have no problem with a lot of them, but I, not very many of them are made for bow hunting, uh, at all. And so, you know, if you think about Texas and its structure, they have like a three month long rifle season. Uh, and so there are, are obviously still bow hunters from Texas. A lot of people do, I'm sure some people hunt out of stands. Um, but a lot of those blinds are really catered towards the rifle hunter. And so if you are strictly rifle hunting, yes, look into the, the um, Dillon, uh, West Texas feeder supply. There's tons and tons of brands down there out of Texas uh, that are, you know, some of them are wood, some are metal. Uh, a lot of them are fiberglass, like I mentioned. Um, a lot of them have really good tower options. Um, but again, that just wasn't what I was looking for because most of them are really not designed for bow hunting. And so, uh, yeah, I wanted to throw that out there because like I said, there's tons of them. Um, but again, just not really what I was looking for. And so now that I've gotten on about all these other blinds, um, again, like I, you can, I would, I wouldn't say you can't go wrong, but there's not a lot of bad options. These, you know, these people know what they're doing. Um, they know how to design a blind. Um, and so lots of good blinds out there, but after doing all my research, after looking at tons and tons and tons of blinds over the years and climbing in a lot of these, I ended up going with the Banks Stump 4. So Banks Outdoors is the company. Um, they have several different models. Um, the one I'm most or the one I ordered, uh, I've ordered four of these, are the Stump 4. Even within the Stump 4, they have a bunch of different models. Um, there's like a Whitetail Properties one. Um, there's a Shadow Hunter one with tinted windows and all that stuff. But uh, the ba the reasons I chose the Stump 4, uh, one, they had by far my favorite window option. Um, so they have one big main front, a uh, horizontal window in the front. But again, because, you know, for crossbow hunters, they made it nice and tall. And so if I wanted to shoot my compound bow out of that front window... Would not have a problem. Also works great for, you know, muzzleloader and rifle hunting out of that big main window. But re what really sold me is the side windows. Um, very unique uh, side windows. And so there's, I believe there's three on each side. And these windows measure 14 by 22 inches. And so they're 14 inches wide, which is, you know, a lot wider than a lot of the windows you see in corners of other blinds. And then they're 22 inches tall which is plenty big enough to shoot a bow out of. But what I like is that the bottom window or the bottom of the window is high enough that you could still rest a rifle on it. You know, a lot of the, the windows or the blinds that have the big long windows in the corners, they go, you know, almost all the way down to the ground. And so if you wanted to shoot a rifle out of that window, you either got to have some kind of rest or freehand or something like that. These windows, like I said, they're like a perfect hybrid. They're big enough to shoot a bow out of but still, you know, high enough or the, you know, the bottom of it is high enough to rest your rifle on. And so absolutely love the windows. Definitely the selling point for me. Uh, but several other good things about it. Uh, they come ready to go uh, to put four by fours in it. Um, they have tower options if you want to do that. But if you're, you know, trying to save some money like me, um, they come ready to go to just slide four by fours in there. Uh, so you don't have to pay for the metal uh, uh, towers. Um, again, very rugged. They're the, you know, one piece molded plastic poly, 
Um, I really like that. Uh, I think they're, you know, if you wanted to move them around, I think they'd, you know, be rugged enough and sturdy enough to move around. No problem using like the forks on a tractor. So I really liked that about them. Uh, they also have a three point latching door. So it latches in the middle and top and bottom. So the, you get a nice seal in the door, which I really like. It comes with a floor mat. So you're not just, you know, hitting a hardwood bottom. It also comes with a little shelf. Um, they have a really nice bow, bow holder accessory that, uh, you know, has a spot to mount it. So you're not having to, uh, drill holes in the plastic or anything like that. Uh, it comes with a nice little bow, hol- bow holder. They have tons of other accessories, you know, lots of stuff for the windows. You can buy like see-through stuff. You can buy tent stuff. You can buy full on covers. Uh, the covers are magnetic. Uh, so, you know, like if you wanted to put, uh, you know, the covers on the sides or something, uh, you know, if you, a deer walks over there, you just want to check it, pull the magnet up and, uh, you can check out the window, put the magnet right back on. So really good like that. Um, as I mentioned, they have metal towers. Uh, so if you wanted to go, you know, with a nice metal tower, five foot, 10 foot, whatever. Um, but again, one of my favorite things is that you don't have to buy that tower. Um, I'm just going to use four by fours and make my little ladder and stuff. Uh, and I also, part of the reason I like that, obviously it saves money, but also you can make it whatever height you want. Um, and so some of these I'm going to have, you know, lower where I just need to shoot over the feeder pin or whatever, um, or just get off the ground a little bit. Um, one of them I'm going to put in the saddle where I had a lot of good, uh, hunts this year where I'm trying to see a long ways. And so that one I'm probably going to bump up and put on, you know, 10 foot or something like that, just for better visibility. Um, so I just love the versatility of it. I love how rugged it is. Um, I love the construction. Again, the big seller for me was the windows, um, one thing that almost caused me to not buy it was one, I just couldn't find one. Um, I talked to a couple distributors around, uh, Southern Oklahoma and North Texas and nobody could get one. Nobody had them in stock, which I mean, I think that's a lot of them. Um, but anyway, I was just looking online one day, you know, drooling over them, wishing I could get them. And, uh, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to check into shipping. I figured shipping would be outrageous. Um, put in all the information, everything got to that part. Shipping was $50. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't have to go pick them up. I don't have to do anything like that. Uh, I put my order in, paid 50 bucks and they're going to bring them straight out to the ranch for me. So that was a huge advantage. Also, um, I really love that. And so after this big, long, uh, long deal. So I am now the owner of some banks, stump fours, Really looking forward to it. Uh, again, I've been dreaming of these for a really long time. Uh, again, I love the versatility. You know, I can put my nephew or my daughter in there to hunt, um, or they can just sit there next to me and watch. Tons of room, plenty of room, bow hunt out of it, rifle hunt of it. That's why I went with the Banks Blind. And so that's what I'm going to be hunting out of a lot this coming year. Um, and I forgot to mention this at the beginning, but part of the reason I'm looking into these blinds too is... Uh, there are almost no trees to hang a tree stand in where I hunt now. Um, you know, my brother's place, that's the only property we have right now. And, uh, in I think 2008, the, the owner at that time, like completely clear cut this whole property. Um, and so, you know, every once in a while, there's a, a couple nice pecan trees or oak trees that he left. But for the most part, this thing, like there's nowhere to hang a tree stand. And so that's part of the reason I, hunt out of blind so much on that property is because I just don't have a spot to hang a tree stand. Um, and so that's another reason I'm excited about these blinds is because I'm going to have more options. I'm going to have more places I can hunt. 
Um, cause again, like, I mean, I can count on one hand how many, how many good hunting spots that also have a tree to hang, uh, uh, to hang a stand in there too. So I'm very excited about these blinds. I'm very excited about what they mean for me and my family. And so, yeah, I've really enjoyed this. Um, like I said, put a lot of work into it and I hope you guys enjoyed it too. And maybe this helps you guys make your own decision. Alrighty, folks, that's going to do it for me this week. Hope you guys liked that one. Uh, real quick before I let you go, though, I meant to say this at the beginning. Um, I am going to be at the Backwoods Show the first weekend of March. I believe it's the 4th through the 6th. Um, I will be there at booth 34, which is uh, up against one of the walls, uh, really close to the concession stand, so probably be stuffing my face anytime you see me. But uh, yeah, please stop by. Like I said, I'm going to have shirts for sure. I am hoping my hat order comes in in time, but it should. Uh, so I'm going to be there selling some merchandise and stuff, and uh, and just come say hi. I'd love to hear uh, some stories or whatever you want to talk about. Love to meet you guys, so please, please stop by my booth, Oklahoma Outdoors Podcast booth, booth 34 at the Backwoods Show, and I think that's about it. I hope you all survived the, uh, the ice storm this week. Hope you're all staying warm. Get out there and have some fun this week, and until next time, I will see you guys right back here on the Oklahoma Outdoors Podcast. Yeah.